Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Oh my God, Stefan tried to keep it so quiet for so long. He didn't want anybody to know. Really? <laughs> you didn't, we no. definitely figured it out. We figured though. it out we a long time. Oh, okay. But wait, wait, like, how did you figure it out though? Because, because you're only- bad at lying. <laughs> oh. <laughs> What's up, everybody? It's Karama, Karama Horn, a.k.a. The Blurred Girl, and this is The Blurred Girl Podcast. Now, this episode is dedicated entirely to the Netflix show See You Yesterday. I was lucky enough to be able to sit down with the director, Stefan Bristol, and the two lead actors, Eden Duncan-Smith and Dante Crishlow. And it's, this is, you don't want to miss this. This is great. We talked about everything from the show to science to what it's like acting to hair and makeup. We talk about everything. It's really a lot of fun. So right after we pay some bills, my interview with the director and cast of See You Yesterday. Now, most of you know how insanely busy I am, and I have so much to read for my column, interviews, and reviews that I sometimes miss out on really great stories or books that friends recommend me. That's where Audible comes in. In addition to listening to podcasts, I also listen to audible.com for a lot of really great books out right now. If you're interested in starting your free Audible trial, go to audibletrial.com slash theblurredgirl for a free trial and start listening right away. And what's great is many books have full productions behind them, like scripted podcasts these days. For instance, I know Good Omens by Neil Gaiman and Terry Pratcher is coming to the BBC soon, and I read it years ago, but I wanted a little refresher. Well, it turns out there's a dramatic audiobook reading starring Mark Heap and Peter Serafinowicz. He's the guy who played Garthon Saul in Guardians of the Galaxy and they are hysterical. Check out the book yourself by starting your very own free trial by going to audibletrial.com slash theblurredgirl. That's audibletrial.com slash theblurredgirl. T-H-E-B-L-E-R-D-G-U-R-L. Now back to the show. Welcome to a special edition of the Blurred Girl Podcast. Today, I'm talking with the director and stars of the Netflix movie, See You Yesterday, which happens to be produced by Spike Lee. Welcome. Please say hi and introduce yourselves. Um, Hello. My name is Edin Duncan-Smith, and I play CJ in See You Yesterday. Hi. My name is Dante Critchlow, and I play Sebastian Thomas in See You Yesterday. What up? This is Stefan Bristol, director and co-writer of See You Yesterday. What has been the response now that like y'all blow up on Netflix? What's what's been the response from like family and friends? And can you go to the grocery store? I hate anymore? the ending. <laughs> yeah. Yes. You get that a lot. Yes, yeah. everyone oh, no. hates the ending. Everyone's talking about it's a cliffhanger. Yeah. That's how you get another one. Yeah. <laughs> Is it true? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, part two is irrelevant to this movie, in my opinion. What do you mean part two is irrelevant? Because the ending is what it's intended to be. Okay, we'll get into that for a second. Oh, okay. But in a second. But what what was, like, family and friends? I mean, it's been a long journey for you. Yeah, it's five was, years. Yeah, what, yeah, yeah, What was their reaction like, finally? It was, it was finally, and it's been, this is an amazing movie, thankfully. And I wasn't expecting, like, I have a lot of people around the world that hit me up on on, on Instagram and Twitter. Um, mostly, mostly from Brazil, UK, France, and South Africa. 
<laughs> How about you, um, Dante? What was it? What's it been like for you? My family and friends have been really excited. Um, I feel like all of my friends, it, they all said to me that it took them about an hour in for them to realize, oh wait, that's actually Dante on screen. Like it's not, it's not like a fake person. Like that's actually him. He actually did this. Um, it's been generally positive. I think most of my family and friends have understood that the movie. Uh, with the pro- with the process been five years mm-hmm. that it is like its own entity like there's not supposed to be a second one so they've all loved it for what it is okay so we need to have his family talk to Eden's family <laughs> these people now um, Stefan tell us a little bit about how this came to be because you've been trying to work for, with Spike for a minute and then he became your teacher or something? Yeah, at, yeah. At NYU? I know Spike for eight, nine years now. Mm-hmm. I think it's about to go into 10. I, when I was an undergrad at Morehouse College, the best college in the United States of America. When I was at Morehouse, I let, I let it be known that I want to be a filmmaker. And mm-hmm. one of my professors hooked me up with the screening of uh, Kobe doing work. And Spike was there. Uh, I bum-rushed him afterwards. I say, Spike, let me get an internship. Uh, gave me he's gave me his email to me send send me his re- send my resume to him but mm-hmm. he didn't respond. It's not until like you know two after tries later then yeah. I was able to get the uh, the internship and uh, work my ass off to get to NYU and once in NYU I asked him to be my mentor and. Okay, so you, it's not like you actually went to class one day and you found, or you applied and you got in and then you found out that your professor was going to be him. No. You actually spoke to him and he was your mentor. He became your mentor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know him before NYU. I wasn't even gone to NYU yet. Got Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And then, the fir- but the first film you did for him, the first major thing you did for him, he didn't like. <laughs> no, he, no, at NYU, he saw all my movies. Okay. There's some movies that he liked. It was just one particular one. It was a hood film. About a kid, Robert Bodega, um, he, you know, he he let me have it. He wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't that, and I appreciated that. Well, why did you? Because th- that that sounds like criticism, but like the fact it's that real. Said, but why did you appreciate it? What was what was it about? What did he say? That- he, t- he told me it was trash and it was unoriginal. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he let me know. That sounds like Spike. <laughs> and he let me know. He what says why. that about the game too, but it's a whole different. <laughs> 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 but nah, it's like I appreciate it because like you know, it's 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 not new. It's it's black folks doing you know, robbing a bodega, mm-hmm. even though it, it was a dire con- uh, the dire decision for the character to do that because he's trying mm-hmm. to pay off a debt that his father owes. Mm-hmm. But you know, he, we already seen these images, and we we could sh- we could show different side of, of black life in the hood, and I agree with that, and and that forces me to go inside myself and, and figure out what what do what do I want to show young black people look like. And I'm just rehashing images that we've already seen before, you know, um, with other hood movies. And, and and growing up, my friends are not, I grew up in hood, I grew up in Coney Island, and I grew up in um, Gordon Heights in Long Island. Two hoods, one mm-hmm. one urban, one suburban. Mm-hmm. I just, I'm always surrounded by brilliant young kids who just want to be something different. And, okay. I, and I need to show that. And and there are other parts of this movie, I mean, there's, there's shades of... Uh there's shades of Back to the Future. There's shades of Ghostbusters. Or shit. Were you a fan of all these things growing up? Oh hell yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> you were a geek. I was a huge geek. I was a huge nerd. Uh, I loved pop culture going up. I, I guess, and I just took that in. Uh, what was, were you into? Was it comics? Was it anime? Was it animation? All of that. All okay. Of that. Who was your favorite comic book character? My favorite comic book character, Static Shock. 
Nice milestone. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually I didn't get introduced to milestone until later on. It's mm-hmm. the cartoon. The intro- cartoon introduced me to milestone. So you didn't even know it was owned by black people. That character. I didn't until know later. it until later. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. That's something that 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 was. Um, I didn't know about you know milestone sales until I was tw- in my twenties. Yeah, a lot of people did. Now I, you two were too young to know when that came out. So what were your superhero? Uh, what were the superheroes or the or the comic books or the characters that you really liked coming up? Goodness. <laughs> yeah, this, this comic book characters is, is broad. Well, like, me and Dante, I've known him my entire life. Oh, and really? Literally, yeah. like, literally. He was the second person I've ever met. Oh, wow. In the hospital, like, <laughs> after mm-hmm. I was born. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, so, so that friendship is real. Yes, yeah. that friendship Definitely. is real. Aww. But for, like, Eight years straight, we went to like every Comic Con every year in New York City. Oh, like you literally, serious? yes. Yeah. Our parents, uh, our moms are like super into um, comic books and stuff. Like I grew up in a DC household. Like my mom is in the Church of Batman. Marvel, like Marvel right here. Yeah. I am mad that she said I am in the Church of Batman, and he said I'm. Oh my God, this is amazing. Yeah, I like, knew this podcast was going to be magical, but now I'm in heaven. <laughs> <laughs> this is awesome. Okay, so. You were that, so it was Batman, all, Batman all day. Batman, we're... Batman, Batman super, Beyond. Like, my household is, like, Batman is our, like, thing, I guess. That's our superhero for the house. Um, I can't even think of so my... So, what did you guys favorite. think of this? What did you think of the Suicide Squad movie that came out? Hmm. If y'all um, could see Ed's face. It was interesting. Um, all the DC movies coming out right now is pretty interesting. But um, but their animation, I, I think oh, the DC the animation an, oh, no, is DC so much better. So much better. DC animation, but, DC TV shows, yes, better than everything. But better. Marvel has, has it on lock when it comes to live action. Yeah, live action, they have it on lock. What's your favorite of the, of the MCU? What's your favorite movie? Of the MCU is my favorite movie. Um, it's between the first Iron Man and Captain America Winter Soldier. Mm. Those are good choices Those because good choices. Iron Man started it. Well, no, Iron Man didn't start it all. Blade did. Fight me. Mm. Um, <laughs> That's real. Because um, basically Blade was a test to see if it would work, yeah. and they just don't want to give credit to that black man. So, hey. But... <laughs> Um, but yes, in terms of that new MCU that they acknowledge, Iron Man is very, very important. Um, but yes, Winter Soldier had some of the best fight scenes. It's the only solo Marvel movie that's made by the Russo brothers. That's true. Yeah. So like they have like the all the, the Avengers ideas and, and, the cinem- and the cinematics of an Avengers movie mm-hmm. with just Captain America. Is there one character that when Marvel, if whatever Marvel drops, if it's got this character, you're like, I'm buying it. I don't even have to open it. Um, Marvel character. I guess I guess I'd say Spider Man. Okay. Yeah. So I think you, I'll buy anything Spider-Man. And so I'm sure you loved Into the Spider-Verse. Yes, yes. I did. Let me tell you something. <laughs> yes. Let me put it on record oh, for everybody to hear. If y'all can see Dante, okay. Put it on record. Miles please. Morales. Yes. Black Spider-Man will one day be played by me, yes. Dante, Charles, yes. Christian. Yes, he, yes, okay? yes. Okay. We're putting it out there. We're you putting heard it, it here first. We are putting it out there. <laughs> yes, honey. Speak it to power. Yeah, they Speak were, it to power. I found out yesterday that they're putting Spider-Verse on Netflix, and I was like, oh, man, I bought it already. <laughs> like, oh, we all did. It's like, literally please, on my I bought it. I bought the art book. I bought, like, yes. I have all of it. It's so good. There's things that were in this movie that were similar to your movie mm. that were authentic yep. yeah. to... 
second gen kids, second gen, when you have a family member or a family from the islands, mm-hmm. or there's another language spoken at home, it is a different thing. So that first scene, I was in tears when he was in his room and everybody was talking about the song that he was saying, I'm not yeah. worried about that. When he put that down and he was going back and forth between English and Spanish, between both his parents, but it was like, it was like Boricua Spanish, but mm-hmm. like Brooklyn, like yeah, in this, yeah. like it was every little black boy that runs down my block every morning going to school. And mm-hmm. I am here for this. The authenticity of that and the authenticity of your movie, See Yesterday, is is just, those are the two things that now I put like side by side. Because yeah. like mm-hmm. when you <laughs> when Sebastian's Guyanese grandfather, I was like, oh my God. I'm like, this is my <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> No, because like his grandfather is my father. Yeah. And I just put my father into the script, and everything that he says throughout throughout my father's life, I just like there. That's it. You have a girl. I understand. Like it's so cute. <laughs> and even the even the the grandmother who's like, oh, he's trying to kill me. That's all he's trying to do. That's all these children. Are trying to do. But the accent and everything, and I can almost like smell what she was cooking. I was right? like, this is so mm-hmm. perfect. This is so perfect. Um, now that I know that y'all were friends for so long. What were some of your favorite scenes to do together? Mm. Damn. I feel <laughs> like I feel like they're not. I can feel like those are some of the deleted scenes. Yeah. Of my favorite scenes to do together with Eden. Tell them. Tell them. Uh, we we did one scene that was in Bulletproof Comics in mm-hmm. Brooklyn. There's a there's a deleted they're up, scene. They're upset with me now, but go ahead. Yeah, because <laughs> they want, they wanted it to be in the movie. Yeah. Yes. Uh, where me and Eden are playing Yu-Gi-Oh, and there's some dancing going on. There's some Millie rocking going on, mm-hmm. and I felt like there was just like some natural bouncing off chemistry from one another that only happens because of our friendship. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. And it was, wasn't that like one of the first things we yeah, shot? It was like one of the first things. We, it was like uh, second week. Yeah. Yeah. It. it no, it was the first that, week. First week. It was the first week. Like okay. That, yeah. That Friday. Yeah. It was. It was amazing. And Thursday. Jonathan was that in Thursday? it too. Mm-hmm. Jonathan was in it yeah, too. Jonathan was there too. Uh, yeah, that was the first so, time we shot with all three of us. Yes, yeah. so it was like Time Warp Trio was all together. What? That's and who we call we, it. That's yeah. what we call ourselves. And we were time like Warp Trio. And, and Jonathan, cool. just so the listeners know, is he plays Eduardo. Yes. Who? Yeah. Who, Jonathan <laughs> Nieves. And you had great to have, guy. Yeah, and your character and had to have <laughs> promised a date with him for a very, <laughs> very, basically a magical motherboard. <laughs> yeah. I tell people. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I want to see if there's some way, if this DVD comes out or whatever, we need to see some of these deleted scenes because this needs to happen. Yes. Um, director's cut? Yes. yes. No, that was definitely in the director's cut if, if I was allowed to. Um, the reason I deleted that scene, not be, not because it's, a good, it's not a good scene. That's a great scene. I love that scene. And, and Netflix loved that scene too. And Spike loved that scene. Um, that, um, You're not making a case here. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> well, I'm being honest. I, you know, no, I feel you. I'm being honest. Like I had to cut that scene out because it it confuses the audience of what the movie is going to be, and mm. um and and with filmmaking, you want to stay um if you want to have audience con- attention. Yeah. And and there's a through line of what's happening, who the main characters are, where we're going going to you guys stayed, stayed up top of the scene mm-hmm. um, and I feel that the first scene was a major distraction and it would just let people like I don't know what this movie's about um, and it, not until later on it was too much of, it would be too much probably of a deep cut like those of us who comic book fans would totally get it right and right your fans would totally get it but, but the it, thing is is like it, a plus that the first act of the scene is in, in it's a little slow yeah so we had to take we had to make sacrifices that's a big sacrifice mm-hmm. I had to make mm-hmm. beautiful scene and, 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 and I think you know 
Um, Ed and Dante and, and Jonathan did a wonderful job in it, but I had to fight with Netflix and, and, and my editor, Jennifer Lee, who, oh, my editor, Jennifer Lee, she uh, was a uh, com- uh, editor at Marvel Comics. Yeah, when you said when you just said her name, my eyes lit up. Like I didn't realize she edited your your. I didn't know she edited. She had yeah, she edited film. She had wow. she edited Skeleton Twins. Wow. And and when I was doing interviews, you know, she was you know chopping about the script and what what she, what I felt I need to do and whatnot. And once we got in the edit room, you know, she was she's an amazing storyteller. That's awesome. And she challenged me a lot, and she saw things I couldn't even see. Uh, even during productions and stuff, um, we had to reshoot the last shot um, because we got to, you know, we got to get see more in emotion and, and and CJ and whatnot. And I said, we got it. What are you talking about? I saw it, and she, and she played black. I was like, damn, okay, I had to direct her again to bring out the emotions more about like. Is it making more sense now, Adam, why you had reshoots? Yes. <laughs> no, her, 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 no. Her, it was it was like. Her performance was, was great. No, but it's it about more, getting. It's about capturing it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's, so many times mostly, I know actors get frustrated because they're like, you know, like, what have I done wrong? But it, I'm, I, the reason I'm la- laughing is because I'm an editor by trade as well. So um, I, I know that feeling when it's like, that's not it. Like, but we captured it. No, you didn't. <laughs> like, <laughs> I have been that person. I've been like, I know you think you did, right. but wherever you were standing, you saw it, but the camera didn't. Yeah, and that's it's in, and that's a real thing that happens in production and post production. Yeah. So yeah, that's on. That's awesome. Let's do work with Jennifer. Um, now, let's talk about the comics a little bit because I personally yelled when I saw because I know Kwanzaa and the team that did Black. So I was like, I'm sorry, that. Black is now on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> and what's really funny is they're trying to basically make Black into a movie. It's already been picked up. This is all news. This is not, I'm not breaking this here. But so eventually yeah, we're hoping, oh, you didn't no, know this? Oh yeah. yeah, it is. It was scooped. Well, it was, well, it well. was, it wasn't, it, it's not in production or anything like that. It's been options. It's okay. just at that level. Okay. So it's, it was kind of a joke. Like, wow, y'all really finally made it to Netflix <laughs> because it was the comic, but not anybody else. Um, I think there was something else in there, Troll League or something like that. Yeah, Troll League. Yeah, yeah. And then, um, and there's uh, some uh, va- uh, Valiant. Uh, Valiant. Some, Valiant. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. from Joe um, Joe Illich. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. also in the movie. That's also in there, and I, it's funny. Um, I know Joe as well, so it was like there was a whole bunch of us that were like, "This is insane!" Wow. Like this whole movie is blowing our minds. Now, there's some powerful moments in the film. I don't want where we're geeking out, but there's some really powerful moments in the film. CJ has some. You know, you have some, your character has some great moments with her mom. Some of those grief scenes, though, it's like, it's a time travel movie, so you're like kind of going back and forth, and one day you're happy, and the next day you're not, you know, and then you have to do these in many different ways. What was that like for you? Um, I think showing, uh, it's important to show in on screen that life um, just always brings unsatisfactory events like constantly Mm -hmm. and I think that shows pretty well in the film with CJ like she just always is just hit with these like like these L's like taking L's all the time and just uh, this like constant grief coming to her but she can still live life and I think the film kind of shows that you just have to keep moving forward and you have to keep trying um, and keep persisting at the things that you want um, to prove to the world that is right or that is law um and so yeah i think that the film shows that in a pretty great way um it absolutely does um 
what happened to your parents? Because I know you're living with your grandparents, and this is also something that's normal. Yeah. Um, when it, it for a lot of people I know that are second gen, they're even for my own mother, mm-hmm. she was sent up here and lived with like cousins and stuff until her parents could come in, or when you're you know not being able to send for all your siblings, but. Sebastian's parents did they pass away or did they were they just back in Guyana so um, Sebastian's parents died in a car crash mm. um, he was also in the car crash and it was actually one of the reasons that Sebastian and CJ had come up with like starting to create the time machine originally ah. like, that was something that was in the back of his head but ultimately like at the start of the film like they decided like they're just making this just to better themselves and like Sebastian had already come to a place in his mind where he believed that you can't really change the past the things that have happened through natural causes are meant to like those things happen for a reason you're not supposed to change them what was the favorite your favorite thing about your character my favorite thing about my character was how charismatic he was because i feel like that's something that i also share with him so it's easy to step into and how about you my favorite thing about cj is that she's like this outspoken black girl and she's very Brooklyn she's very out there but she's still super like nerdy and she's still like a science uh, science freak and so like but she's not that quiet like nerd girl in the back and like doing her work and like not talking to anyone she's still very loud and rough and like out there and I think that's I important related to so much she... to her character it was like oh my god oh yeah definitely <laughs> but also though it was really really funny too the whole um the whole uh, bootleg geek squad that was going on in the, in the garage. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's brilliant. I need some. I'm like, show this to my cousins. Like, one of y'all need to do this. <laughs> 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 so, uh, one of the things that was captured well, like I said, was this duality of growing up in a second, you know, second gen. How how important was that to you? I never you know? seen on screen before. Yeah. Not, not about Brooklyn. It's always, you know, every time you see a movie about Brooklyn, it's about the black American experience, which should happen. Yeah. Um, but we're not a monolith. Exactly. And I just want to show more diversity about, of black people in, in New York and in, in the United States entirely. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one of the biggest lessons. When, when I went to uh, HBCU, we're, we're, di- we're diverse as you know what I'm saying? And, you can say it. It's oh, specific. fuck. So we're diverse as fuck. Um, and, and I needed to show that. And I, 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 like being a Caribbean person, I needed to uh, needed to express that. We're, we're cool as people. You know what I'm saying? And um, I just wanted to show that. Um, I'm Guyanese by heritage, um, which is the reason why I got my main character, one of the main characters here is Guyanese. And to have that Guyanese flag, you know, on top of his garage, you know, I... I was like, yes, I'm putting my country on the map. <laughs> well, they're already on the map. It's just like, let it be known with who we at. You know what I'm saying? So. Um, we talked a little bit about this before the, um, before the podcast started, but one of the things that also is very exciting to me about this movie is, and this is a credit to your, you and your DP and your editor, um, is how good it looks. Like, Shout out to Felipe Vera de Rey. <laughs> Shout out. Shout out. Yes. <laughs> Everybody's skin tones look lovely. Because whenever people go, oh, black people are so hard to shoot, I'm like, somebody call Ava. Because she mm-hmm. figured it out. Facts. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. how many dark skin brothers are on that show and you can see them clearly? Mm-hmm. And Issa Rae. Right. And uh-huh. Issa Rae. Exactly. And meanwhile, we have light, light brown people in Westeros that can't be seen. Like, come on now. <laughs> um, <laughs> 
so shout out it looks it looks so good we went through a lot we um felipe and i know for him for nine years too he's mm-hmm. that's that's my boy and felipe when we did the short film we just had a huge discussion about you know making sure we like for dark-skinned people and he, and he he immediately understood that there was an article about how um um insecure was shot Mm-hmm. As well, and I said, check this article out. He said, yeah, I already been reading it. You know okay, what I'm saying? Cool. So, so I really know exactly how to light them. And I, and on top of that, you know, I didn't. With, in terms of makeup, I didn't want them to wear powder and shit. I want them to be as natural and as chocolate as possible. It's funny. There was this whole discussion uh, at South by Southwest, where um, Candace Patton, the actress that plays Iris West, they asked her, "What are you looking forward to in your next season?" She's like, "A hair and makeup artist that makes me look good." I'm like, "Whoa!" And it started this huge conversation on Twitter. Um, Event Nicole Brown and a bunch of other people chimed in about how difficult it is to find union hair and makeup mm-hmm. that make us look good. There are union makeup artists, but just because you can buy Fenty does not mean you know how to use it. <laughs> and it is, <laughs> it is a constant <laughs> argument and battle. And it's really funny because a lot of the public don't know that. No, it, it was it, it was difficult to find. I won't say difficult, but it was it was a little challenging to find the makeup artist and 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 hairstylist for my my film because um, there was oh you know the, both both those ladies were packed yeah with, with work and they did it because solely of oh, what the movie's about. So yeah. I really really appreciate them which is amazing and and it, uh, so many filmmakers like yourself don't even realize mm-hmm. you you can get time before other shoots do it like they have just like there's location scouts there's time to test hair and makeup everybody knows for special effects you have to do that but people don't realize on regular shows they do that too when they're trying to set a look there could be something that was storyboarded but maybe the person's hair is different you have to account for that so and i don't think a lot of actors know that they can ask for that I have look. I have seen it. Like I'm sorry. I this won't work. I need another day of hair and makeup to come up with what my look is gonna be. So we want you to look good as as Miles Morales. Okay. So we. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Absolutely. Um. How amazing was it to work with some of the people that made cameos? Like when Michael J. Fox. Like how? How did that happen? Initially, we were supposed to have Neil deGrasse Tyson. Oh wow! To play, uh, to play Mr. Lockhart at Bronx Science. Oh wow! And that's his. That's his alma. Yes, yeah, his alma mater. Yeah. Couldn't make his rate. I'm kidding. No, no. Kind of kidding, but I'm kidding. No, he was. Uh, <laughs> no, it was unavailable yeah. at that time, and and I was coming up with a list of like, okay, I don't know who who's gonna play this. Um, played Mr. Lockhart, and one of my executive producers said, "Why not Michael J. Fox?" I was like, can you we didn't, get him? Yeah, no, you didn't even know he was on the radar, right? Like, what did, y'all, what did y'all think when you found out that he was going to be your teacher? Oh, my God. Stefan tried to keep it so quiet for so long. He didn't want anybody to know. Really? <laughs> yeah. You didn't know. You definitely figured it out, We though. figured it out we a long time. Oh, okay. Long. Wait, wait. How did you figure it out, though? Because, because you're bad at lying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was only three possible, like, three people that could have possibly played Mr. Lockhart, and you, like, I, I don't know. Who was the other person? It, it was Neil deGrasse Tyson. Neil deGrasse Tyson, Tyson uh, Michael J. Fox, or Bill Nye. Oh, Bill Nye. Yeah. Because Bill Nye, because Bill Nye and, and Neil deGrasse Tyson are they're on friends. Netflix. They, yeah, and they're, they're also on, friends. And they're and also friends. What's really yeah. funny is, have you guys seen the videos that he has out now that where he's cursing out people who don't <laughs> yes. understand? But, yeah. but the funny thing is, that's not new. He's mm. been cursing. If you mm. listen to his podcast with Neil deGrasse Tyson, he curses up a storm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Neil be like, dude, we can't bleep everything. <laughs> he's, he's really tired of people who don't understand like climate change. He's done. Like, because he's been talking about it for yeah. like thirty years. Absolutely. He's yeah. done. Yeah. So, but yeah, all of those. 
people. That's amazing. So when you so you bring them on set and you're like, guys, and you're like, yeah, we know. Yeah, yeah. no, they've been. Uh, yeah, yeah we, right. we we knew already. Yeah. But what was it like acting with him? It was amazing. It was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. Yeah, and he when he uh, when he did the Great Scott line. Yes. We literally were on the side like, oh yes, like My that God. is genius. Right quick, hold on, right quick. That line I didn't. It was not written. I didn't tell him to do it. That. I was said, improvised. Oh improvised. wow! And then you were like, "This is staying. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is staying. <laughs> Nobody cuts that line. <laughs> I don't care if we have to reshoot everything else in this movie." <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So in this story, even though we are talking about the science of it, we're also addressing police brutality mm-hmm. in it and but in different ways. Because the first cop we meet is not a white cop. Did you were you purposely trying to cast that as a person of color? Yes. That first cop? Okay. That was that was scripted. Okay. From that draft was one. Powerful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I um I, it's it's the thing with with police brutality is not just about you know the um, the notion that black people are prone to violence that white cops really think about is I think it's also most under the training that all cops um, um, don't have to not all not all cops most cops don't have to treat a, a, just a simple situation and for towards people of color like if it was it was just white people arguing in the street. Those white cops, those cops will cheat the situation differently. Completely different, yeah. And you show different kinds kinds of cops. Should be cops. You should undercover, mm-hmm. and and they yeah. all have clearly have been the same. It's funny. My um my boyfriend is an ex bouncer, and we uh, he said repeatedly, bouncers should train police because they regularly have Yo. to unarm drunk people mm-hmm. <laughs> without killing without them. killing them. <laughs> <laughs> so they understand. Yeah. So yeah, it's that was you know very powerful. What did each of you want? to bring across with this movie in terms of police brutality or even geekdom, even being millennial in this space? Like, what were, what were some of the things that you wanted to um, make sure you brought across with your performance and your direction? One thing, one thing that I always appreciate and I always bring it up is that this movie does show a wide spectrum of police brutality, whether it's, of course, like you said, um, just harassing some kid talking to her sister or literally killing kids in cold blood but um that happens all the time and black kids have to navigate black people have to navigate that on a moment-to-moment basis like right before the film i know we both had some run-ins with um some officers um coming into it and like for me it was virginia police so it was a lot um more uncomfortable Mm -hmm. and um they do make it very uncomfortable because when it came to what happened with me. I was just there for the wrong place, wrong time. Mm -hmm. And it had nothing to do with anything that I was doing, but I still got in trouble and I still had to do um, like 75 hours of community service through school in one month and like try to get that done. And it, like they do, it, it just seems like we have to just avoid, like, avoid police offices, which is something no one should ever have to do because they're supposed to be there to help. But also with this film, it shows science culture in a really great way because yeah. um, I, I'm a physics major at in, at my university. And wow. Yeah, so, com- so I, coming into this film, I did one year of school, and I think this film really does show it in a great way like science culture in a great way how we never have time to like have this like childhood or like this high school kid navigation like as much as other people do just because we are in the garage all day inventing this 
something that has never been done before. Yeah. So, um, and it, a great feat is time travel. Like it's it's something that scientists have been trying to get a grasp of forever and these two black teens like figure it out so I think showing that on screen is like important for other people to see just like seeing how um how young scientists navigate the world young black scientists navigate the world young intelligent black teens navigate the world but also how um black kids are able to do things other than music or sports or like anything that they're given and based on like stereotype or like something that's imposed on them just because of the color of their skin. So I think that that was important to show on screen and I'm very grateful for this film to show. Awesome. Oh, and, and thank on you for sharing that, um, what you shared about police brutality. You didn't have to share that. So thank you oh. for sharing <laughs> that with us because I'm sure that resonated with somebody who heard that. How about you? Everything she said and more. <laughs> um, honestly, I when when bring, when thinking about Sebastian as a character and bringing his character to life, mm-hmm. I wanted to make sure that people saw him as human. They saw him as somebody from the community and someone that they could immediately relate to. Um, I feel that when there have been movies around black people. And they're sh- and they're trying to show them as human. They like have like they have the basketball player, but then he's only doing basketball. Or they might have a scientist, but like he only does science. They're not they're not showing the 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 whole spectrum of a he human of a human agency. being, right? Yeah. So I, I feel like I wanted to bring in this this kind of Sebastian, who of course is a genius, but also also gets aggravated, also gets angry with his family, also gets angry with, like, his best friend, but also understands, like, the world around him and, like, where he stands in it. And I and I, I hope that came across, like, on the movie, but... It did. No, it absolutely did. And then also, and I'm, I'm not going to give away exactly what happens, but you have a very emotional scene together mm-hmm. um, where you're, you're just trying to... Uh, CJ's just trying to fix, fix, fix. Um, and you realize that this could be harmful. Uh, Sebastian realizes it could be harmful yeah. to both of them. And it's a very emotional scene. And I was like, where? I, whenever I see anybody have a very emotional scene, I always think of the actor, like, where are they going in their head to get there? Because you like, you had us all like, oh my God, like, <laughs> listen to him, CJ. <laughs> <laughs> um, was that hard for you? I mean, or because you were with your friend that it wasn't difficult? Um, hmm. Difficult, but not for the reason that it would that most people might think it might be difficult. Um, going to the scene, I had to for it for it for me to like get to the end part of like where Stefan wanted me to end up at the end of the scene. I had to play from the beginning like I didn't know what she was gonna say, and like mm. I was gonna reach like. What I wanted from her, I had to pretend as if I was going to get that from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. So when I'm asking her about, like, like how many times have you jumped, I'm, like, I'm expecting an answer immediately. Right. And then when she doesn't give that answer, it just frustrates me more. And I'm just, like, kind of allowing myself to, like, naturally flow with whatever she's giving me rather than, like, assume when I'm going to be angry and, like, how I'm going to be upset. And um, there, was, there was one take when we were doing it where, like, I was, like, finding myself get, like, like really angry at like Edin, not like at CJ, but like at Edin. I was like, why aren't you like, like one, why aren't you answering the questions when I ask them? And two, like I have more lines. I just like letting everything like just build up and just allowed me to like get more frustrated at her. But like, um, like that, like that, that's the kind of like 
art that like or like acting like 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 that kind of like to create like that kind of like visceral response to just like bouncing off one another. And um, no, you pulled it off. You you pulled it off very well. Um, I wanted to actually go back to the science a little bit because all the science in this movie works, including the time travel, unlike some movies. <laughs> End game. Um, oh. <laughs> I was no, because I was asking earlier, like. Um, when I first saw the movie and I knew it was going to be a time travel movie, I wondered, I'm like, is this going to be like Avengers time travel or like Doctor Who time travel? Mm. I'm happy to know that it's like Doctor Who. It makes sense. <laughs> I have strict rules when Ooh. it comes to time travel, okay. television, and movies. Okay. And I told stuff on this every day. I said, it's one thing, above all, continuity. Continuity, continuity, continuity. Yeah, the time-space continuum. You yes. can't... Time-space continuum, you, CJ. That's oh. Time-space continuum. <laughs> <laughs> the prime directive. It's in everything. Yeah. Everything. Well, I have to give a shout out to Frederica Bailey, my co-writer. Okay. We have been working on this idea for, she, she was brought on till, since 2016. So we've been working on this idea and this concept, this script for a long time. We scrutinized the script. We, you know, we, we did a good amount of research. Because I didn't, like, I say good amount, not great amount. I say good enough amount because I don't want, the whole rules of time travel to be over, to be the, like the big centerpiece for this film. That's not what it's about. It's mm -hmm. about, these, about a family losing a loved one through police violence, and the time travel and the time machine is a symbol. Right. That's what it is. Um, but we got to get the rules right. I actually went to a physics professor at, at NYU, told me about the wormhole theory, the multi-universe theory, string theory, whatever. Very good. And I then am very impressed. But he said, make it up yourself. <laughs> right, because because it hasn't been you know seen yet. Well, I I would uh, time travel. It's been a like it's been observed. Like a lot, like mm. the math for it is very real, and it's very like there, and you can look it up online, and it's there. Like twin paradox. This isn't, I was, okay. Like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. twin paradox. Like uh, in terms of like the uh, the. The one, the one theory where she's telling him why she for the TRP Mark II's, and mm -hmm. she's saying why she adds the extra um, canister, like that. Those like little tidbits of like the math and the theory that goes into like the film, like that's very real and it's very there. But it just doesn't work as like law. Like yeah, we couldn't yeah. like actually put it into a like software and make it work somehow, because um, that's just not that's not how our bodies work as mm -hmm. human beings. But like it's very much there. Like you could definitely look at look at it and I'm actually surprised that he told you to just make it up <laughs> yeah because he knows himself but Dante wasn't gonna stand for that no no, 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 no. and you know because it's like once again is is you know I'm not a scientist I'm you know I'm not really into science like that I just needed uh, I needed Eden's help and, and mm -hmm. Fajika did uh, some um, some research on it herself to help me with the dialogue and whatnot um, I just needed to make it sound believable yeah you know, um, because you know this, the real science in this doesn't make any sense. Right. To be well, real with you. well, my um, so my boyfriend, he's uh, he's just graduated. He's going into physics optics for UMBC, and he watched it. And he like after the movie, I was like, "What do you think?" Because like mm. I care about like nobody else's opinion but yours. Aww. Because like he's he's very strict on when he watches science. Like he's like, I hate everything science except for Star Trek because Star Trek's the only one that makes sense. And like I was like, "What do you think?" He was like. The science made sense. He was like, the science the is right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh my goodness, thank oh, God. Man. I was like, that is amazing. Thank you so also, much. Also, we are, we are very clear that Edin um, would like to act more, but clearly, 
She's not going to hurt for money later because you're going to be a physicist. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, what it, did you guys hear this week? I'm, I'm assuming everybody heard this. Well, maybe you didn't. About NASA um, putting us on the moon by 2024. On the moon? Really? Yeah. There's been a, it, it, they literally announced it. Um, literally, they're going to put the first woman on the moon through Project Artemis. And they're basically saying 2024, we're not just going, we're moving there. Okay, so they completely okay. So I've been no, 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 no. (laughs) But no, but um, Elon Musk is still saying Mars. He's like, I don't understand why y'all are doing this. I'm going with Musk. But but, but they pushed back twenty. They've pushed back Mars twenty thirty three because they were like, that's just there's no way that even gonna happen on time because of like so many other things that comes into like engineering and whatnot but i'm surprised that they didn't think of the moon earlier i've been saying this forever like well it's no funny i can't on the moon. I'm, no. con- I'm confused how are you gonna put people on the moon there's no atmosphere no they're making a dome or something well yeah. that's yeah. what they're discussing oh, that's what but they're discussing that mess up, like our t- the waves here when they mess up things on earth i think that's it i think it's in i think it's as a replacement for earth because and that's the point right that's earth. what i'm saying i feel like we're moving to more of an elysium kind of thing yeah where oh. brown people are gonna be left out on the planet that and they're going <laughs> no but they're literally talking about not when they say moving there they mean they're gonna start they're literally talking about terraforming climate change whatever we're leaving like y'all are worried what Kylie Jenner's putting on her face. Yeah. And these people are moving to the moon. Yeah. Like. <laughs> but guess what? Guess what? Guess what? Guess what? Guess what? If they leave, you <laughs> can fix everything here. And then maybe. One would hope. One would hope. One would yeah. hope. It depends on how they leave it. My, yes. my thing is, how come we can't fix it now? We have a perfectly good planet. Because mm. that's too so much like ours. Also, well, also, I mean, we also, we have also a, we're from the islands. We have family from the islands. We uh, fix everything before we buy something new. Absolutely, yes. <laughs> we will go in a garage and put 19 things together and like build a car before we right. go buy a new. Mm-hmm. There's <laughs> definitely a way to, for at first, fix like the environment and then fix the economy and then like there are ways to fix what's going on here and like what's wrong here. It's just people don't want to like they want the well, easiest have, way out. I think though there is the, there is one way we can start fixing everything and that is make sure everybody's registered to vote yes <laughs> thank you yes because that is real yeah <laughs> we need more scientists in congress and yeah and we need more people we also need more black folks or people of color but also black folks involved in the scientists mm-hmm. sciences because i remember it's funny it was at a comic-con it was at dragon con that it came out that that company that was creating the motion sensor sinks mm-hmm. had not used black people to create them yeah. because there was that YouTube yes, video because, with the white guy and yes. the black guy. Mm-hmm. They were roommates, and the white guy he would put his hand under the under the under the faucet, it would work. The mm-hmm. black guy would put his in, and it wouldn't work. Mm-hmm. So it's it all of these things and this movie, like really, I think. There's so many young people that need to see this so they can go, oh, right, this is, okay, that's me. I can do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, um, and I just thought that was, you know, absolutely fascinating and fabulous. Uh, last question. Hmm. What made you cast these two? Mm. What oh. did you see in their auditions or whatever? They are. <laughs> You're <our> best. <laughs> no, um, Winter Coleman, uh, Howard... Howard graduate. She um, is the daughter of Kim Coleman, Spike's oh, wow. longtime uh, casting director. When mm-hmm. I was casting the short film, um, you know, I gave her the script because I needed a casting director. I hate casting my own. You know, at NYU, you always cast your own people. But I need a casting director. You so. don't like that part? 
No, it's not that I like the part. It's just like it. it I'm worried about producing it. Yeah, you it's know, too what many I'm things. it's just too many things at the same time. I like I have, I have to go. Look, I have to, locations got my own, so mm. I can't do s- twice. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so she she already knows. I think Eden. She already knows Eden first, and then she learns about Dante, and she invited them to the room. Oh, because you were friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. I saw a beautiful picture of them. I think Dante was over. Uh, Eden's back. <laughs> very, very beautiful photo. And I said, oh, they look just like best friends, and that's what the script calls for. And they're black, so please. And and they're from Brooklyn. Right. Please bring them in. <laughs> you know, and... I, but even then, they gotta, they've got to audition. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. I'm strict on auditioning. Everybody has to audition. So they came in, you know, they read the scene, and, and I was like, okay. All right, you know, I, I did the director's face. Thank you for coming in. Yeah, I let y'all both. I let y'all know mm-hmm. what happens. They left as soon as they close. All right, goodbye. As soon as they close the door, Winter, I need them right now. <laughs> <laughs> right now, because they're you know they're very they're very intelligent. They know how to feed off each other in that room and. Um and they get the story and and he were like right now like right like, right now don't let them get in the car like, right now. <laughs> <laughs> and and I had to you know Spike and I had to fight for them to be on Netflix because they really? were there was a it was it was a small talk about trying to get bigger names for the film and stuff like that I said I don't but, have time for that but, shit. But, <laughs> They they were in a short film. He said I don't have time for that. No, they're in a short film and they and we already have a relationship. They work. And they're brilliant in what they do. It doesn't make any sense. I thought you had other actors for the short film, and they were in the Netflix version. You were in both. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. you were intimately aware with of these characters. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I told Spike and Spike, you won't believe what Netflix is doing. We ain't doing that. Yes. That. When what when they had to go to college? I had to go back to school in September. Well, get them on the phone and tell them they can't. Don't 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 book anything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm mad at how good your Spike is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm mad at you. You spent a lot of time with him. I'm mad at you. <laughs> how does that make you feel, knowing how much you know, how much he appreciates you know the work that you guys have done? Who, my God, uh, forever grateful. Um, oh, absolutely. Five years, right? Yes. I told Stefan the other day. I said, you know, I wouldn't mind if we want to do a little Michael B. Jordan, Ryan Coogler relationship for the rest of our lives. As long as he gets, as long as he gets Marvel, right? In the wheelhouse. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No, but seriously, like forever grateful forever. for um, keeping, like fighting for us. Truly, I remember when you when you called us oh to tell God. us. I was in my dorm room, and he was like, "Hey," my mom was like, uh, "Stefan's about to call you. Answer." I was like, okay. My mom said the same thing. <laughs> right, because they know their children. Yeah. Like, y'all might not, I'm, and I'm sorry, I shouldn't even say that because I'm grown now and I answer my phone, so. <laughs> yeah, I, I, and also I was studying for, like, finals at the time. Like, I was like, okay, I'll answer. And then he told, he calls me and he was like, hey, um, so uh, I have some great news. Like, we got Netflix. And I was like, what? And I was like, oh my God, I need to leave my dorm because like my roommate was sleeping. I was Aww. like, oh my God. I was like, I don't know. I went out into the hallway. I was like, what do you mean? And I was like, oh my God, that's so great. So yeah. And apparently he didn't tell Eden about anybody else in the cast. So then when he calls me. Oh, you didn't know. I didn't know. Dante was, and so you didn't want to tell him because you. Yeah, yeah, just in case. Yeah. So he calls me and he tells me and I'm in rehearsal for, for something I was doing at school. So I leave and he tells me and I'm, I'm like really excited. And I didn't want to ask about anybody else and I was just like all right I won't 
and I was like, I'm gonna text Eden right now. I'm not think I was like, obviously Eden's in the movie. If I'm right. in the movie, Eden's gonna be in the movie. I was like, Eden, he just called me. Uh, we're we're in Netflix, and he's like, he called you. You're in too. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I wish y'all could have all seen that. <laughs> I'm so excited. Wait, 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 wait. I just want to say, just get us off the record. Okay. People, please, please, please think about the ending. It's intentional. That's all I'm going to say. Thank you. And please, please stop coming after <laughs> Stefan for his vision. Okay? The man had a vision. <laughs> Go yell at the people who did season eight of Game of Thrones and leave Stefan alone, please. Oh. <laughs> truly, truly. And it doesn't mean that there's not going to be a part two. It's just irrelevant to the fact of how he ended the movie yes. currently. Yes. <clears throat> there could be a part two. <laughs> No comment. <laughs> see you tomorrow. See you today. There you go. See you tomorrow. <laughs> see you today. Listen. Wait, you laugh, but you remember Friday, next Friday. Like, <laughs> it was a terrible. It's like, no. uh, now you see me and now you see ne- me too. Right. When you <laughs> yeah. Now you that, don't? Just all the, yes, now you don't. Now you <laughs> don't. like, I don't understand what was, where, where was the conversation for now you see me too? Like, instead of now you don't, that would have been the perfect second movie uh wow well i just want to thank you all for like coming in and talking to me because this is an i I love this film it's so much fun and it's also said so many important themes and the work that all three of you were doing is very important thanks can you tell everybody where to find you on the social medias so they can shout you out, and so the casting directors know where to, you know where to find their next miles. Yes, um, uh, if you're looking for Miles Morales, or if you're looking for Dante Critchlow, you can go on Instagram. My name is Abstract with a period between the C and T. I've even made the word Abstract Abstract. I'm done with you. <laughs> um, on Instagram, I'm at Ed and Duncan Smith. It's just my name. Yeah. <laughs> and how about you? Leave me alone. Oh, stop. <laughs> Look, if you weren't on Instagram, I wouldn't be able to make have this podcast happen. It's uh, stuff, uh, stuff on Bristol. Easy. Awesome. But with an F, not PH, please. Thank you. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to check me out on all my other podcasts over at Sci-Fi Wire, Who Won the Week? Um, also, my monthly podcast with Angelique Rocher, the Radical Geeks, and of course, my podcast sponsor, Audible. You can even start your own Audible trial at audibletrial.com slash theblurgirl. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash theblurgirl. Comment, subscribe, tell your friends. See you next time. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.